heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Oh, this is one of those deja vu moments. Uh, it's one where we say, well, what about that election fraud? And you say, well, what are you talking about, Malcolm? I mean, we, didn't we cover that already? Well, to a lot of people in America, we have covered that uh, exactly. But uh, as you see now what's happening, if you've been following this in uh, Arizona and in other states, uh, Georgia, New Hampshire, uh, you remember the whole list of states back when this whole fraud was blowing up. Uh, and, you know, the underlying story was if you thought there was any election fraud, you were a right wing extremist lunatic. Uh, according to the media headlines. And and as soon as you sort of go there, you know, the conversation takes on a flavor. Oh, boy, these are right-wing people that are trying to. And really, it shouldn't be that way because, uh, you know, to have a conversation like this, I mean, you just have to look at the media to understand where they are in all of this. But there's some things I want to pose to you up front here, and that is with this, with these cries and claims of coming out of Maricopa County and uh um, Arizona, as you, you've been following this, I'm sure, uh, that uh, this could be a bit of a game changer if it develops as it develops. But, you know, the other thing, the caveat to this as well, there are always a lot of surprises along the way with the courts. You know, the courts have not been kind to any of this. Uh, certainly they haven't. And of course, the judges and all of this thing, it depends if they lean left or lean right. Uh, you just have to look at, well, again, who were they appointed? If you see they were an Obama appointee or a Bush appointee or Trump appointee, then you sort of kind of know a little bit uh, that is probably headed that way. And then they say justice is blind, which, of course, is a, just a joke. Uh, there's nothing blind about justice here in our country. It just depends who appointed you and what your ideology is or your narrative or how you look at these things. And then how do you translate the information, in other words, and say, OK, this is what I think. That's, that's really what it is. That's why everything is so politicized. Our, our justice system is a train wreck at the very top of the Justice Department and all the way down to the to the local courts. It, it really doesn't change as far as I can see. Uh, it's because your opinions are always in these conclusions. They're always in your decisions. It's never, they're never really going, uh, to me in my world, they're not really ever going by the Constitution or by the rule of law and say, well, no, it's this. And that, look, it's right here. Look, look, at, look at, it's right here in, in this clause here. I, I hardly ever see that it goes that way, truly. If it does, it's an exception to what really happens out there. And that's why with the selection, as I digress a moment, it's exactly where the courts, you know, they say, well, we didn't get a lot of, and the, and the media points that out quickly always. Well, the courts didn't go along with this. Or, uh, you know, there were, there were no rulings that went in that favor. Or, you know, and, and because they see it that way, and the courts were very politicized in this entire election fiasco. I talk to you all a lot about the election fraud. How many shows did we do on this, my friends? How many shows? How many programs? How, mu how much conversation did we have to, with each other about the election fraud? I mean, we, we were knee deep into all of this when this thing was happening every day. In fact, it, it got so tiring for me. I got tired of talking about it. 
because the narrative never really changed. I mean, the monsters and the evil kept coming and coming and the uh, the disappointments, I guess, would be a better way to put it, right? The disappointments were were fast and furious, and we kept thinking, well, there's got to be a break here. And everybody thought, and you remember the milestones, January 6th and January 20th, and oh my God, what if that happens? And and everybody was waiting to see where the miracle would be. I know a lot of people were wondering, well, Trump's going to pull this out. There's, in fact, uh, if I was to replay the tapes and the recordings and go back there, a lot of people would look damn foolish right now. I mean, a lot of people and a lot of serious people as well, not just crazies. <laughs> and they, they would look darn foolish because everybody thought there was going to be a miracle at the end, of, whatever, a ninth inning miracle, right? Something was going to happen. Trump was going to pull it out. Biden would never see. I, I mean, I, I, quite frankly, I question it myself. Would Biden ever see the White House? It is. It is a bit of an oddity, and, and it's. I'm uh, call it what you, a freak of nature, uh, a miracle by some people's point of view, a catastrophe by by many others. But to think that Joe Biden is in the White House, I mean, let, let's put that into context a minute, people. Forget the fact, and it's hard to do that that Joe doesn't have all his marbles. I mean, he, you call it whatever you want. I mean, and it's sad. It, it, don't get me wrong. I don't make fun of that. I don't think dementia is a laughing matter. Alzheimer's is not a laughing matter, whatever he has. And I haven't diagnosed the guy and I'm not the one to do it anyway. So I can't really say, but you, you don't have to be a brain wizard to figure out that this guy doesn't have it all together. Now put that over there on the side that, that, and let me, let's keep going. There's another caveat here. Has Joe Biden ever had it together? I mean, did he ever really have all the marbles in the game? I mean, if you tested his IQ at 30 or 40 or 50, really, where would it have been? What kind of an IQ does this guy really have? I mean, is he presidential material? Is he vice presidential material, really? Uh, perhaps he's mosquito control material, you know? I mean, where did he fall in that? And I think about that all the time. How's, and what, this guy? Because, I, I mean, does anybody really think he's the president of the United States? Again, and I, I'm a realist, people. I'm just putting it out there. I don't think for a moment Joe goes in there and starts to think of all these policies and how he can undermine America. Do you? I don't think so. I think there are a lot of people behind Joe Blow Biden, for sure, who are figuring all these uh, strategies out in these... Uh, these uh, crazy ideas they have to undermine America. I mean, does, does anybody feel good with the policies he has? Yeah, let's just blow taxes away, raise taxes on everybody. We'll just increase the whole thing. They don't care about it. Don't worry about it. And open the borders. Let them all in. And we'll just give out money to everybody. Yeah, three trillion here, two trillion there, four trillion here, three trillion here, three trillion. And who? What? The Chinese? What? What? <laughs> I mean, we talked about that in the last couple of days, right? About the threat of China. And so nobody really thinks that Joe Biden is really the commander in chief, the president of the United States. I mean, as a figurehead, surely he, he is on paper. But does anybody think he's really coming up with all these, these ideas and these strategies, this, this whole Marxist plan they have to roll out uh, in America? Does anybody think it's really Joe? It's, it's not Joe. Uh, there, there's a whole, uh, you know, that Democrat Marxist machine that is behind him. And, and we don't even know really how deep or how far and wide that really goes, do we? You know, it's, it's, you know, listen, 
It's the conversations we really don't know that are happening. Yeah, we get the drip, 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 drip and the media reports and all the garbage out there. But what about what we don't know? What about all that? I mean, how many conversations don't uh, that we're not privy to? Right? If we only knew what we only could know and with those stories, it would blow this thing wide open. We'd be like, wow. But I don't think for a minute Joe is running this parade. And, and I, But I never thought he was going to run. But again, what kind of an IQ did this guy ever have? Even on his best day, people, let's be real. I, and I'm not trying to be nasty or mean here, okay? I'm really not. But on his best day, would Joe be at the head of the class? Was he, was he an elite thinker? Was he a problem solver? I mean, the guy's been in office his entire life. He's been a, this is, well, this is how you would define a career politician. This is it right here. Uh, that's it, Joe Blow Biden. That's, that's, that, that would be a career politician, right? He defines it. And yet you have to look and say, you know, now there are a couple of ways to look at this that are interesting. You say, well, Beckham, that means anybody could rise to the highest, you know, uh, seat in the land, the most powerful. And I love it when they say that the most powerful person, it's like the Wizard of Oz behind the most powerful human being in the world. You know, that's going to be that, that cat, right? And just to think just beyond that a little bit is this uh, Kamala, Kamala Harris. Uh, to think that she's in a, within a uh, distance. I, I don't even know what distance that is. Depends what happens with, uh, with Joe, you know, what develops. But anyway, so, you know, I, I just put that into context a moment. And so all the times we talked about that election back then that we were day in and day out, and I know it probably got as annoying for you as it did for me. At some point, people, I like to turn the channel as I, I wanna move the conversation along. And here we are again, uh, here we are, uh, uh, you know, a hundred days, Biden's in office, right? And just, just about a hundred days. And, and now they're all wondering, well, what does he accomplish? Well, <laughs> do you have time? Pull up, pull up a chair and, and, and pour yourself a stiff drink, right? We'll talk about what he's accomplished or what he's unaccomplished for our nation. I mean, what, what good has really come out of any of this, right? So what really gets me on this, so I'm looking as we're seeing this election fraud seminar, and, I, and I'm going to talk to you about election fraud today, for sure, the Arizona and, and New Hampshire. And uh, what are the possibilities? Of course, Georgia has been a train wreck. That was, you know, with the two Senate seats. And of course, all of that uh, hit the fan, uh, which is what gave them that that vote. I mean, you couldn't have, this is like a plot. If you, you like I said, you've got to sit down and write the craziest uh, novel you ever could write. And, uh, and come up with the wackiest plot. Think about it, this would be it. Taking over to, in a, in a, you know, supposedly a red state. I mean, certainly Georgia was a, a I mean, it was as close to a conservative state as you could be, people. And to think you're gonna win two Senate seats, back to back, boing, boing, right there, and grab the whole thing. You can't make this stuff up. And then take control of it with a 50-50 tie and have the VP be the decider vote and be able to ma still manipulate the entire agenda based on that power. Now that power is hanging from a thread. And I want to remind you of that because we're within just a handful now of seats in the house. Uh, conservatives are patriots are, you got to phrase it that way. People who love America, those we're within a few, it doesn't, isn't that what it is always for It's not the Democrats and Republicans, it's not the red and the blue. 
It's the Marxists and the Patriots. Let's call it this, the Marxists and the, repeat after me, the Patriots. That's what this is. That, that we have a Marxist takeover of our country. It's not a Democrat party, a progressive. That's a lot of nonsense. We have a Marxist takeover of our country. And that's what we're looking at here. And, and we, we've talked about this. We've reported on it. It's out in the light of day now. So it's, it's not a hidden agenda. But So as all this fraud is over here simmering, I, I start thinking, and I'll put this into context again about the election fraud. And you remember I talked about that. I talked about, uh, okay, um, you know, what happens if? So where does this stop? Because everybody felt like the, the 20th of January was it. Once this cat was, you know, went through the inauguration process, he was going to be, he was the president. And there's no way to turn that back. No way to roll that back. Well, people, we're in uncharted uh, territory here. This isn't something that uh, we've, we've encountered before in our country. Uh, if this is all of that in a bag of candy. If it is a fraudulent election, if this thing was taken down, if there was cyber fraud, if there were, uh, you know, international interference in the uh, uh, in this election, right? If all that had happened, I mean, and then the question then is, how do you prove it? Well, that that was always the problem here, wasn't it? Proving it. And, and the real underlying thing of all of this is the media who was lock in step with never wanting the truth, but again, playing to their Marxist agenda, as I say to you all the time, that is it. The media to me is the story. And, and you know, you don't have to look any further than this headline I pick up here in the last day or so. This was NBC News to keep this uh, you know, in complete context to what you're looking at here. And the headline was, after 100 days out of office, Trump's support softens an NBC News poll. Okay, so that's the headline that NBC puts out. But what I find, and uh, get more into that a little bit, but he, but here's the most striking thing out of that that I found, which kind of puts it all into context, people. And this this is this is brilliant. And this was in that NBC, NBC News story. So let me... Let me give them some credit for helping me with what I'll share with you right now. That, because to some people, this is a kind of an aha moment, like, all right, to me, I already know this. But it said in here, drum roll, please, right? You are what news you consume. You are what you consume, the news. You are what you consume. Think about that. You are what you consume. And isn't that the case? Doesn't that play to the whole partisan nature of what we're dealing with here, right? And, and it goes on to say, here, here are some other numbers to chew on from our NBC News poll. There is a significant difference in political attitudes between those who consume conservative media, Fox News, Newsmax, OAN, and those who consume everything else. Now, that statement really got me. I mean, just put this in context, people, because the people who listen to this program would fall into that category. Yeah. But but the way NBC puts it, political attitudes. OK. And people consume. Now, listen to this. Fox News, Newsmax, OAN right there. Right. So you, get, you got that, people. Right. And then they say and those who consume everything else. Think about that. And, and NBC News is is reporting this. I mean, they're, they're, they're clarifying this. They're, they're putting this statement out there. They're admitting 
what does that what does that tell you right there? Our entire media landscape, people, is everything else. Everything else. So they're suggesting that if you're not Fox News, Newsmax, OAN, then you're part of everything else from their world or their tree branch. Obviously, they're not taking considerations of alternative media in here, but but the point is they're talking mainstream media sort of outlets, if you will, right? They're not talking about others, correct? Yeah. But if they're admitting that, okay, you have this little trickling over there of these somewhat quasi, whatever you want to call them. And, and, and I have a problem with calling Fox News conservative media, by the way. So I, I don't even subscribe to that theory. You could pull Fox News out of that list as well, because I don't know what the hell they are. Truthful, truth be told. I, I would also say to you, most conservatives have given up Fox News. I mean, only in a pinch, if you need to know something, to, to probably some of those people even check in anymore. They certainly don't watch any of the programming. I mean, their numbers are way off. I don't know about you, but I know people I'm talking to, they don't, they don't watch or listen much to that anymore. You just can't trust it. And it's a lot of the same cast, cast of characters on there. And, you know, their whole notion of fear and balance. Well, it depends how you, you know, uh, define fear and balance early. I mean, I mean, yeah, we're going to give that other point of view. But if everything else is that point of view, and everything else is a big statement, people, because that's a whole lot of uh, voices and heads and talking heads and pundits and commentators and news people and journalists. And of course, not really journalists, but it, that's everything else. Right. So that tells you we're in a heap of trouble right there. That statement that that one statement right there tells you we are in. And that's what I've been saying right along. So this media, which back through the whole election fraud. I mean, they never wanted the truth. You just have to look at their writings. People, it's an interesting road of psychology. And you don't even have to be a major in psychology to figure this stuff out. Again, you just have to have even an average IQ, and you, which again, Joe Biden wouldn't fit into that category. He would be far below that. So he would not understand what I'm talking about because he has a very low IQ, you see? So, but even an average IQ would understand what I'm talking about, okay? And again, I'm not being mean. I'm just being factual. And you know what I'm talking about. Come on, you know. But I, I just, that was a whole aha moment to me. You are what you consume. You're damn right we are what we consume. You're damn right, NBC News. Finally, that's the most uh, blatant, truthful statement I've heard them say in a while. Uh, it actually shocked me and blew me away that it was in the report, quite frankly, because I, I was surprised they even admitted it. And then they took the liberty of saying Fox News, Max OAN, you know, con conservative media. We'll give them that. It's you know, it's BS, but okay. And everything else. I just love everything else. And there's some interesting stats I'll tell you about in a moment from that report. But but to the story itself. So now let's look at everything else. See, because here's what I want you to understand: NBC News is part of everything else. They are absolutely part of everything else. Are you, are you with me? Sure. They're, they're all part of that. So he, here's what is, now just follow me again. Here's what it says in their story. And th this is how they, uh, this would be called uh, leading the witness, right? This is leading the reader, right? 
out of office, off of Twitter, still complaining about the election results, the last 100 days or so haven't been kind to Donald Trump. So our new national NBC News poll finds, okay? So, you know, and, and I got thinking of that statement, <clears throat> it really blew me away because yeah, out of office, off of Twitter, censored, stepped on, you know, they didn't like what he had to say. They didn't like what he did. They didn't like anything he stood for. And so, you know, he's been removed, disbanded, uh, disbarred, uh, destroyed, uh, stepped on, um, you know, they've called him part of the lunacy crowd. I mean, they've done everything they can to mar uh, Donald Trump up and his followers, of course, the trusted deplorables, right? The patriots, the constitution lovers, the people who love America, those deplorable bastards that they are, yeah? Yeah, yeah, those are the people, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the ones. Yeah, there's a whole lot of adjectives in that basket. So Hillary Clinton will tell you, right? Uh, so, uh, and it says here, his ratings among all adults stands at 32% favorable. Trump's now, okay? 55% unfavorable. Again, when you look at the poll, where do they go? Well, these numbers, they're always twisted people because the polls lie like hell, as they did right through the whole election. They did all the way through. I mean, it, they've been lying right along because polls don't say anything. They just say what the pollsters put in there and what they want, how they word the questions, what they do, and who's answering the questions, and how they ask the questions. You can get a poll to do anything. I can give you a poll to tell you all live on, on the planet Mars and you didn't even know it. We go out and ask enough people on the street and put that poll out there. You really weren't on Earth all this time. You were on Mars. Did you know that? Well, yeah. 52.5% of Americans believe that this is really Mars and that Mars is Earth. Oh, wow. Where the hell did you get that from? Oh, a poll. Well, they ran that on CBS or Fox News, right? I mean, the polls can do whatever you want to do. Don't you know that by now, people? But NBC wants you to know right away, well, only 32% of the people really like Trump anyways. 55% find him unfavorable. It's a jackass, right? That's what they're looking at here. And they tell you the trajectory of his down ratings, you know. By comparison, President Biden, uh, the guy with the enormous IQ, just a brilliant, amazing man uh, that he is, has a favorable, unfavorable, stands at 50% positive. 36% negative. So you tell me half of the country thinks he's doing a swell job. Just remarkable. Terrific. R runs around in all the public meetings with a mask on, like the trusted little boy scout that he is. You know, letting everybody in the world come in and, uh, you know, just have their way with our country and with no rhyme or reason to anything. No, certainly not worried about national security or any part of it. Created any kind of illicit deal with China, uh, Russia, Ukraine, and uh, done all kinds of stuff, as well as you see the reports in the last couple of days of John Doofus Carey and uh, his, uh, which we always knew. You know, this whole BS, I don't even want to hear anybody talk about the Logan Act anymore. The Logan Act. His ass should have been locked up in jail a long time ago. Give you a Logan Act. It's a joke. Absolute joke. Logan Act. <laughs> I mean, John Kerry, he, he, he's been playing with our, our foreign adversaries for a long time. It's not a new story. All of a sudden, oh, we think we heard something from Zarif that might say from Iran that he might be, yeah, no kidding. The hell do you think you're talking of? Of course we know that. He's been sleeping with the enemy for a long time. It goes way back. 
I mean, you can call John Kerry whatever you want to call him. Patriots, love of America would not be one of them. I'll leave the rest of the adjectives to your imagination, people, okay? All right. So this uh, uh, story here, which, which I found very entertaining, uh, for sure. <laughs> you only need one story. You can make a whole case out of it, clearly. Uh, GOP politicians are still trekking to Mar-a-Lago. Uh, they're clamoring for his endorsement. And House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy continues to hug Trump <clears throat> even after what happened on January 6th. Oh, January 6th. What happened on January? Oh, yeah, that was the peaceful patriotically. Oh, that was it. Yeah, son of a bitch. He was that Trump causing all that problem, huh? Oh, telling people to peacefully and patriotically support uh, the, the movement to get an election right. What a tra traitor he is. So, man. Yeah, but see how NBC, how they, you know, even after what happened on January 6th, like, how could you even think about this? You know, this is what really gets me ripping pissed is when these sort of everybody else news outlets, you know, and that's how we will refer to them in the future lovingly, people. The everybody else news outlets over here that, that NBC is part of, right? So they, they went, well, even after what happened on January 6th, you know. But, of course, you know, you won't find anything in the NBC parade about anything about their border, about the reckless policies, about John Kerry screwing his one over the cuckoo's nest. You won't find any of that, people, none of it. But surely on the January 6th, this uh, Trump telling the Americans to patriotic and peacefully stand for their rights, their First Amendment rights, right? Hmm. It's rich. It's rich. So this is what everybody else looks like, NBC News. And you just, again, psychoanalyze this story, this, this column. It's enough to tip you, again, it, over the deep end about what's really wrong with our country, because really, people, it's this. Had our media really played any part of impartiality and really any moment of truth and really cared about the nation as a whole and reported facts and data and not all of this, uh, this these ridiculous comments and, uh, you know, the stories that are constantly out of context uh, leading the witness to what they, leading the reader to think what they want to think or what they believe because they don't like Trump. They also don't like patriots and they don't like deplorables and they don't like the constitution and they really don't like this version and vision of America. They like a different vision of America, one that's got a sickle to it or a star, a couple of with a lot of red and yellow. See, it's what they're looking for. It's a different kind of an America. It's not that they don't love America, they just have a different vision and version of America, you see? That's really what we're looking at here. Um, yeah. But close to 100 days after leaving office, Trump's standing nationally as well within his own party is weaker today than it was three months ago. Now we know what you're probably thinking. Well, since the 2020 polls understated Trump's support, isn't this poll maybe also understating his current support? Well, and, and they say, and you could be right. So they leave a little caveat out there, a little question mark. And you could be right. But say you have improved his favorable, unfavorable score by five points in both directions to 37% positive, 50% negative. That's still a rough set of numbers.
or someone many Republicans continue to view as the leader of their party. So, you know, obviously they're all waiting for Trump to fall uh, as uh, quick and fast as they can because Trump stood up to the entire system. He didn't have a hell of a lot of support from the Republican Party because they're a bunch of traitors and just about as crazed as the Democrats are. I'm not talking about real conservatives and patriots and constitution lovers. I'm talking about the Republican Party, which I don't have a hell of a lot of respect for anyways. How often you hear me brag about Republicans? Like, how about never? <laughs> it's a two-party system of corruptness, people remember that. I mean, they, they're both, it just depends upon, you know, what, what meters of corruptness you're talking about or what the conversation is, you know? Um, my argument is this, it's twofold. It's twofold, people. So where would we be if the media had really reported any truth? Where would we really be, right? I mean, would we be in this position? Would Biden be president? I mean, think about all the stories they ignored and the selective memory they had on all the stories, how they squashed the New York Post story and the Hunter Biden laptop and all the devious and evil things that uh, Joe Biden did around the world. All that was squashed, all the bad stuff. Of course, you know, Joe Biden, they never point. I mean, he, he is the epitome of what a racist looks like. You know, since the left always wants to call the right racist, it is they who are racist. It, it is absolutely they, the lovers and builders and makers of the Ku Klux Klan and their comments about Jim Crow and all of this nonsense. They are, they are the, uh, I mean, they are the whole movement of racists. Uh, and they, they put it out there and they, they continue to change the narrative and they got the media with them. And then you have to look at the underlying motives of all these people. That's where I need to open your eyes and say, well, why are they doing all this? Well, they have a different vision and version of America, I've told you. That's what they have, people. It's not the same America you have and I have. We have to get to the independents, the moderates, just left of center people. Don't push those people away. Invite them in here, please, please. I'm gonna ask you to bring a couple of people with you every day moving forward. And I'm gonna keep saying it. You need to bring a couple, three independent, moderates, left of center people into the program. And let's just be real with these folks and, and, and you know, put it out there so they, they understand the brass taxes. And hopefully they can understand my brand of truthfulness, the out loud truth, but also my brand of sarcasm. I certainly have a lot of that in the arsenal, don't I know? Well, at some point, people, you either cry or you laugh, you know. I prefer to laugh at the end of the day and still fight like hell to take it all back. But I'm certainly going to, I'm not going to sit and cry about it. going to sit and fix this thing and push hard and forward as fast and quickly as we can to right the wrongs. That's what we need to do here. So the media is complicit in this whole thing. They are enemy number one. They are the story I continue to tell you 50 years, 100 years from now, when they look back at this moment of time, I promise you this, my fellow Americans, it won't be really the election. It, it really won't be the pandemic. It will be the media. It will be, that's the story of this time, what's coming out of all this. It's the way, where was the fourth estate in all of this? How did they let their guard down? Why did they take the road they took? Because they really have sold out to the American people. And that is, you know, again, who consume everything else. And those who consume everything else, those, that's, that's that group 
that I'm talking about and the 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 consume and everything else people I, I, again you know i'm going to use that for the rest of my life based on this report and this poll from this marxist media group here nbc news right who especially hate trump by the way with the whole apprentice because they helped make him as a celebrity back then in the day or they thought they did whatever he already had a lot going but you know what i mean and uh, so they certainly have a vested interest in trying to take Trump down, is all I point out. They, they especially hate Trump. And Trump especially hates them as well. You know, you can see that. And a lot of reasons why. There's no love loss there between them two. But NBC is clearly everyone else. They are, they are head in the class in that, in that department. Good old Chuck Todd, right? And company. And a whole bunch of crazy people over there. Uh, remarkable gets us some interesting things here all of this plays into the election fraud and and here's what i want to i want you to really think about and i and i told you this a while back when we were getting to january 20th by the way i said to you what happens if we find out after january 20th after biden was in there if he got in there and he did get in there and he is the president on paper people so what would happen so now i have to ask you the same thing what would happen so what would happen if Arizona turns? Because, you know, there's only thousands of votes here, but 10,000 or something. There really wasn't a big number there in Arizona, about 10,000 or so. Uh, you know, and these numbers can shift. And the way you were looking at the you remember all those swing states that started to turn and call it whatever you want, cyber or osmosis or whatever, you know, or throw the Republicans out of the, 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 the polling places because we don't want them to be here or where we're counting the votes or whatever your choice of medicine is here, you know, or, you know, double three times people vote and dead people vote. And I mean, there's a long list of things that happen. We talked about it all uh, to the nth degree. But what would happen if we found out after the fact, wow, wow, what would that do? And we said to you, and I said to you, well, we'd have to reverse the whole deal. We would be in a historical moment of time for our country, but we'd have to reverse the whole deal. We'd have to say, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, we've got all these agencies. And again, you remember when the power levers change in Washington, DC, it's a giant sucking sound of power. You can hear that from the far distance of the planet. It's a large sound of sucking sound of hot air that goes from the left to the right. <laughs> You just hear that sucking sound, all that hot air and power greeters coming out of DC. Yeah, yeah. So that's what you'd have to have that giant sucking sound happen again. It'd have to, the levels of power would have to, have to blow right back. But then of course you have all the Justice Department, the CIA and the FBI and the NSA and all these uh, alphabet bureaucrat corrupted government agencies that are layered in bureaucrats who think they're, you know what don't stink. I think they're running the whole operation who were really first and foremost are taking Donald Trump down and out. Uh, th these were the cancer in all of this. We'd also had half a shot of these people told the truth. No, they didn't at all. They were layered with rubbish. I mean, they're the ones who, they, they created the whole dossier and the whole uh, peeing on people and uh, Trump was peeing on people in Moscow hotels. And, you know, you remember all that with the dossiers and Christopher Steele. And this was a high espionage novel from, you know, I mean, this is like crazy stuff, man. You, you, you know, you, you know, you know, if this story had taken place in China or Russia or whatever, Venezuela or Iran or, uh, you know, Zimbabwe, whatever, we said, 
man, those people don't know what the hell they're doing over there. Can you believe that stuff? <laughs> we'd, we'd be laughing about it all the way here, thinking they'd get the craziest politics over there going. But nobody hears their dirty laundry out there better than America. Mm -mm -mm. We air it out there perfectly and beautifully for everybody to see. No shame here, people. Here it is. Here it is, right? So that's what would happen. We'd have to say, okay, and we'd have to set up a date like, uh, you know, like tomorrow at five o'clock or yesterday at three o'clock, you know? Okay, Biden, pack your bags and get the hell out. Get the, forget the inauguration stage. We don't need to build that fancy thing again. We'll do it in the park somewhere. It doesn't really matter. We'll do it at the bus stop. The hell cares where we do it, right? And we'd have to, we'd have to, we'd have to trans, we'd have to transfer and say, we, of course, you'd have to get the courts to weigh in, of course, probably at that point, and yeah, the trusted Supreme Court, of course. And don't get me going on that group, people. But you know, it, again, this is a tall order, is all I'm suggesting to you. Never been done, never happened. But I did point that out to you back before the 20th of January, many times over on many programs. I said to you, what if? What would happen? Did we just continue down the road and pretend nothing happened? Well, yeah, we know there was fraud. We know he probably didn't win the election. We know Trump probably won by this bot. Hey, we already did the ceremony, so let's deal with it for four years or until the guy dies, then we'll deal with Harris. That, that's what some people are thinking. Certainly everybody else is thinking that, like NBC and that group, sure, right? Surely they're thinking that. So we have ourselves quite a parade here, people. It's quite a mess in our country. It is, a, it is quite the spectacle, actually, of what's taking place. And when I started hearing, we're still in, you know, in Maricopa, we're still in Maricopa County. Yeah, we're still there in Arizona. Yeah, we're still looking at those votes. Yeah, we're still trying to get the judge. Yeah, we're still trying to, yeah. We, 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 want, to, we, we want to get the, the we, we, we want to get to the truth. Yeah, we want to get to the truth. And they hired a group, the Ninjas, Cyber Ninjas, by the way. It's a company that uh, the Arizona Senate uh, hired to conduct this audit, you know, the audit. And, uh, and they say they'll have a results of perfected within 60 days or so. The former Arizona Secretary of State, uh, Ken Bennett. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit more, too. We have Team Nation on here as well today. Hey, those are just my opening remarks as we get going here on our program here on The Voice of a Nation. Uh, I'm pretty juiced. I love this, uh, you know, NBC helping us out and giving us a head start here for everything else. Let's talk about a little election fraud. What's going on in Arizona? What's happening in New Hampshire? Um, is there any hope for Georgia? Uh, you know, that St Stacey Abrams and company trying to turn that uh, to a, uh, a blue state. Uh, trying to claim it's purple now, just as so many other states like that have happened in our country. Well, we got our, we, we've got our work cut out for us, don't we, really? But, you know, listen, election fraud is here. It's going to be here. And we're going to be talking about it coming into 2022 and certainly the next uh, presidential election in 24 as well, people. It's going to be front and center. I don't know what's going to happen, whether we actually work through all the kinks and figure it out or not. I'm not really sure. Let's take a pause here on The Voice of a Nation. This is Malcolm Out Loud, and we'll be back with you just after the pause here, my fellow Americans. Our global experts are brilliant writers and engaging hosts on a mission of a lifetime. You'll find the latest news and inspiration on the front page of AmericaOutloud.com. Now, never before in our history have we witnessed the level of hatred that is now being waged against our law enforcement. 
While anarchist groups create havoc and overwhelm our first responders, these same groups and their corporate supporters are calling for the police forces to be shrunk and defunded. What can you and I do to make a difference? How can we stand up for what is right and to show our support? That's what I'm going to tell you about this incredible new platform. It's called ShopToTheRight.com. It's a new shopping platform that will help you find businesses that align with your values. They feature products made in America. They support veteran-owned businesses as well as our law enforcement community. This is a time when we need to stick together. We need to shop together and we need to support each other. It's time for you and I to make some noise and stand up to protect our country. And one easy way to do that is to shop and give our money to companies that don't seek to destroy our way of life. So join the fight for liberty. ShopToTheRight.com. Support those American businesses that support law enforcement and veterans. Well, there was a time when Americans could rely on the Fourth Estate. Well, in these challenging times, the media is both reckless and complicit. AmericaOutloud.com. Top analysis from leading experts, articles, podcasts, video, and 24-7 talk radio. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. You're back here on the Voice of a Nation. This is Malcolm Out Loud, and uh, we are here every day from five to seven p.m. Eastern Time. You hear us anywhere in the world, my friends, as you know, on iHeartRadio. If you get that iHeartRadio app on your in your car, you know how the fancy apps come up now. You don't longer have the dial you turn; you get the apps to come up in the New World Order. And uh, once you just type in America Out Loud Talk Radio, you will find us every time. I guarantee you, and you'll we'll be best friends. You can also get our apps, which are amazing because they work uh, terrific. Uh, Apple, Android, or Alexa. Type in America Out Loud Talk Radio. They'll come right up. Even Alexa, if you like that sort of thing. I don't. I don't use it. But a lot of people do. They like it. Go from room to room. I know some people that have five or six of those things all through the house. I couldn't imagine talking to machine. I can't even get people to talk back to me, let alone the machine. The hell I need that for? Uh, but they love it. They love this whole Alexa thing. And um, then I've heard reports where they're listening to you and they record your programs and they store them in the Utah desert somewhere. My fellow Americans, the last freaking thing I need is people storing my documents anywhere. Can you imagine people saving my conversation? Forget about it. Forget about it. I don't need Alexa or Margaret or Marge or Frank either, whatever this recorded my thing. Now, when I'm not talking to you, that's cool. When I'm not, yeah, no, 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 no. Don't need those conversations put away somewhere. They'll be coming up to the door and locking me up, man. So I, I digress, right? I digress. But anyways, Apple, Android, Alexa, you know what it is. And, and the apps are perfect. Uh, and oh, by the way, the links for those apps are at americaroutloud.com, as well as a whole world of other information, uh, the great columns you write, read, get it out there, podcasts, uh, people, video, uh, uh, we have, we're you know, burning the candle here and uh, trying to right the wrongs and get the word of truth out there. So, okay, let's talk about a little election fraud here. And uh, we've got to Arizona, we've got to New Hampshire, we've got uh, 
uh, Georgia as well. We got a whole lot of other states, whether anything happens or not. And, and you know, a lot of this is uh, the thing I question here, and, and I'm going to bring on here next here, uh, joining us here is Kathy Chamberlain, uh, Chamberlain, Kathy Chamberlain and uh, Carl Porfirio, uh, part of our team nation are here with us. And I'm going to throw it right at them. Do, and I, I'm going to ask you both a question right now. And let's just go back and forth in this. Do you think, I mean, so Kathy, we got Arizona, you, you've been studying New Hampshire, we're talking about Georgia. I feel like we're going through an exercise of futility, like what's really going to happen? And like, like, is this all just, I mean, do, do you have any, com- I mean, do you really, you're, now don't give me any BS, Kathy, tell me the truth. Do you really think that any of this is going to have an impact in the final analysis, or this just an exercise where we can blow some steam and say we're still at election fraud, or if this thing can have a catapult effect and turn this entire election backwards? What do you think? Well, considering the alternative, Malcolm, we have no choice but to continue pushing this forward. I did uh, an article probably about, uh, I don't know, a couple months ago, what have you, but I did get into a lot of research on reversals of fraudulent elections throughout the country. Right. And it was pretty fascinating. They were small races. You know, it's never happened. You're right before to a presidential election. But why wouldn't that be even more important (laughs) than small elections? Right. Right. And in these smaller elections, when fraud was determined by a judge, Uh, to have happened, uh, they were removed from office. So, you know, with something so important as this, and I I couldn't help but to make a note of your opening statement, which, by the way, was spot on. I love that everything else, because the truth (laughs) of the matter is that everything else speaks with one voice. So people might as well just listen to one of them, and they're going to get the message from, you know, from the rest all in one. Uh, can save themselves a lot of time, (laughs) right? But I tend to look through everything, as you know, uh, through the lens of an Alinsky tactic to figure out what they want, what their goals are, so we don't allow them to reach those. And one tactic that they use quite often is number three. This is Saul Alinsky. Mm -hmm. Tactic number three, whenever possible, go outside the experience of the enemy. Now, Alinsky himself says this is precisely to create chaos and confusion, but the enemy doesn't necessarily have to be conservatives. A lot of people miss this important point. It could be useful idiots on the side of the left and they use them and they communicate with them to get a message across that they want them uh, to go away with. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You so know, I want to remind people yeah. right now, and let me tell folks, Kathy, that um, Kathy, uh, what I really like about the way she attacks these problems and these points of view is she comes at it from a psychological standpoint. She's a good student of the game, in other words, so the political uh, student of the game. And I say that because you all know Saul Alinsky and the rules for radicals. I and mean, we all know what that is. It's the playbook that the Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama's and Joe Biden's. It's what the, it's let me put it this way. It's what they put on. It's what they put under their pillow at night when they go to sleep. Like when you were a kid, you you know, you put your broken tooth under there and the fairy godmother and came, you gave you money. With them, they put the rules for radical Saul Alinsky's book under there, knowing that, you know, uh, the, the Marxist madness will come in the morning to give them a gift uh, of, of hell. Um, but uh, 
so she takes these uh, uh, points and psychologically looks at them. And, and, and Kathy wrote a very successful book, Rules for Deplorable. She said, well, you know, like hell, rules for radicals. Now, let me tell you what the rules for deplorables are. Because everything that happens here in the light of day has psychology about it, like NBC News, as you say, Kathy, and everything else, you know. There's always psychology behind why they're doing things and how they're manipulating the truth because they really don't want the truth out there. Kathy, when I said earlier, and you got my attention on a couple of things here, when I said, well, listen, I didn't know how many others, I didn't know if anybody else was talking about this back before January 20th, but I damn well was talking about it. I'll tell you that right now. My listeners heard me talk about this plenty. What would happen if that happened after the 20th? And as you say, it's happened on local races, uh, you know, uh, sure, but nothing to this magnitude. I mean, it really, this is a historical moment uh, to keep this in context, people. We've never been down this road before. I mean, this is major, as I say, major, which is why I say when they look back at this moment of time, what are, what are historians really going to see? And to me, it's that NBC News story here that I just shared with people. That's the underlying psychology and all of this. But Kathy, when you wrote about it at the presidential level, because we were as conservatives, as patriots, as people who love the Constitution, as people who love America, as people who love what we have here, and we cherish the ground we walk on. We just idolize this nation and the founders who put it together. Make no mistake about that. That is, I can tell you, people like me lay our life down for our country. We love it so much, you see. But, you know, so if that happens, and I talk about the giant sucking sound, Kathy, what takes place at that point it, when you said you wrote about it? So play with that a little bit with us. G give us your hypothetical, please, on what would take place. Because I just said five o'clock tomorrow in the park at the water cooler up the boulevard. Doesn't matter where the hell it is to me or three o'clock yesterday. Let's get Biden out of here and let's hear the giant sucking sound of power. Now, what do you think she would do with our nation? Because I would suggest we probably at that point would be at the moment of a civil war in our nation. I don't know what the hell that civil war looks like. I'm not really sure. But in a civil war can mean many things, not necessarily the 1860s. It, it could be a new version of a civil war. But what does it look like at that moment, Kathy? Explore that for me for a moment. I'm glad you asked that because earlier you had mentioned how many of us may have been embarrassed by some of the things that we assumed, assumptions that we made uh, back during that time when we were reporting on uh, the election fraud and uh, how some of us might now be embarrassed by certain things that we thought would happen or, 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 or would say. But we have to remember that, I mean, I'm the type who connects the dots. I think you are too, Malcolm. And we were basing what we were talking about on actual facts and making assumptions on that, right? Yeah, and well, when you say connect the dots, let me tell Kathy, you're speaking about tell the truth, get to the out loud truth, because Kathy, let, let, let's, will you agree with me if I say this? Kathy, let me be as real as I can be at this moment. If Joe Biden had legitimately won that election, Kathy Chamberlain, I will embrace that and say, okay, America made the wrong decision, not the decision I would have made. And you know what? I'll, I'll kiss the ground of son of a bitch walks on if I have to. So, I mean, not that I really want to, but the point is we just want the truth, don't we? Well, 100%. If we didn't, we'd have risen up when Obama was elected. <laughs> That's it. Right? That's it. 
That's it. But we have to wait until this plays out. Who knows what would happen uh, after these audits are all completed? Uh, but we have to take this uh, through to its uh, completion. There's no way we cannot. Um, and so I do believe, as you said, you know, if it came to that point, Malcolm, and the left continues trying to sweep it under the rug. I mean, this is going to be a trickle down theory. So all uh, uh, all those uh, people who are in that everyone else category, every new fact that comes out that discredits what their everything else news was telling them uh, back then and now, even Rachel Maddow, what she's coming out and, and calling everybody conspiracy theorists who are against these audits. So they're, they're continuing on with their message, but every day we gain new people who wake up and those are the left's worst nightmare. So I think um, we once that all plays out, we're going to see a whole different. Uh, so you think we're making headway, Kathy? Absolutely. Wow. Very cool. Oh, Very for sure. Oh, right. my gosh. Yes. You think of, you know, yes, it seems like it's it's painfully slow for anybody who wants, you know, all this stuff to happen tomorrow. OK, but they didn't. Uh, build Rome in a day, and they're certainly not going to knock us. I mean, they have been working at this for so long to destroy our country. Yeah. And so it's, we have a lot of uh, mending to do, and that's a yeah. long process. Yeah, that's right. Now, Kathy, you've been following the New Hampshire uh, fraud uh, quite a bit here in the last couple of days, right? Some events up there, correct? Uh, longer than that, yes. But I mean, a lot of things have happened in the last few days, heavy. I mean, Absolutely, There's yeah. some movement there is what I'm saying. Yeah, so you've, you've got details on that. Arizona as well, as we'll touch on that and uh, what that would take. And so, so getting it right is important, as you say, Kathy, but what really happens at that point is the question, is there enough momentum to do anything about it? We're going to explore some of that in the second hour, for sure, as we got our hand on the beat here. I want to get Carl's voice in here before we uh, uh, transpire. And Carl, um, so you hear some of the outline we're talking about here in regards to this uh, fraud or where we're at. Uh, do you get the sense, I mean, I don't know that, I don't, well, let me say this. I don't really consider you, Carl, an optimist. I consider you a bit of a, well, I'm just saying, now you, I could be wrong. I don't really know. I consider you a pessimist uh, and I don't consider you an optimist. I'm an optimist, but you're kind of a pessimist. Now, am I wrong? Do, or, and, and, and beyond that, forget the psychoanalysis I just did with you on air, but do you think there's a shot in hell to do anything here with this election fraud? Propaganda. It's all propaganda. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm like you, Malcolm. Now, I, you know, I have been accused of being a pessimist. I am not a pessimist. I'm a realist. I, you know, I like the facts. I like to hear the facts. And I'm a realist. I, I don't think I'm a pessimist. I don't. But, you know, I'll take that. Now, I am a cynicist. I am very cynical. I'm very cynical who I trust these days. Like you said, I, you know, I'm going to vote for the Republican Party always. But I don't trust them. I don't trust any of these politicians anymore. Who, who are we going to trust? So you're voting for the lesser of evil. Exactly. And, and so let me tell you, so I'm a Tennessee boy. I now transplant here to Georgia. I was not a Kemp fan, but who was I going to vote for? It was Kemp 
or Stacey Abrams. Yeah. You know, I'll be damned, you know, if, if I'm going to have Stacey Abrams, my governor, and, and she still may end up our governor. You know, we're going to have to fight and fight. That's a whole, whole other fight we're going to have to fight. But, you know, when I went to the polls, I had to clench my butt cheeks really hard to press that button for Brian Kemp. Mm. And it, it was just, yes, it was, it was very, very difficult to do. Mm. And, you know, who are we supposed to trust here? And now we have Raffsenberger, and I see, you know, what's going on in Arizona. Uh, uh, they're going after Kelly Ward, you know, saying, oh, well, maybe, maybe her election was rigged. Maybe she didn't really win. The Democrats are going after her now, you know, since she's the chair of the Republican Party in Arizona. And when is this going to stop? They're just going to keep fighting and fighting. And the reason I had to scream propaganda is I want to bring this out because so many people don't know this. And I have posted it and tweeted it and done everything. But in 1948, the Smith-Month Act illegalized the use of propaganda in America. In 2012, Barack Obama signed propaganda back into law, the use of propaganda. Wow. Isn't that fascinating, Carl? Yes. Look it up. And I encourage everyone, look it up. I I have people challenge me. Oh, Carl, you're crazy. Again, I'm the pessimist, right? Oh, Carl, you're crazy. You're crazy. Blah, blah, blah. Right. And I go, look it up, look yeah. it up. Yeah. And yeah. it's true. 2012. Now, Republicans were in on that, too, because, you know, the, oh, they're you know, the always court, in on it. Oh, yeah. of course. The, you yeah. know, the Senate had to pass yeah. it. The, the House had to pass yeah. it. And Barack Obama signed yeah. it into law. Well, t- all right. well, well, let's talk about more of that in the second hour. Well, uh, I'd like to find out if Kathy even knew that. I did not know what you shared there. That's that's interesting. I bet you most 99.9 percent of listeners didn't know that point. Interesting to get that from Carl there. Interesting. You know, I'm having real trouble at this moment, people visualizing Carl Perforio in the voting box. Gold star dad is who, if you know Carl, sitting in the voting box with his butt cheek squeaked together, squeezed together, as he described, trying to pull the lever for Ken. It's a hell of a visual, I'll tell you. Uh, but uh, I'll leave that right there. But you, you you get the point. That may explain a whole lot right there. Uh, and again, he corrected me to say he's not really a pessimist, more of a, a realist. And I get that. I, I, I'll take that as gospel. I, I, I uh, I understand. Uh, well, another good thing he says cynical. I think a lot of Americans are cynical, actually. Uh, I think you can. I think the number for that is going to be in the stratosphere, actually, of people who are cynical. They don't believe a damn thing. I mean, because what changes really, people? The day of the week changes, but does the truth get any clearer and brighter and sharper? And then Kathy says, "Well, I think we are making headway, Malcolm. Well, by golly, you could have hit me over the head, and I wonder, are we really making headway?" Hmm. We just have to keep trying and hope we are. I don't know what's really going to happen with all this fraud here, but I think most people know there was a lot of hanky-panky in the last election, for sure. Whatever, we don't really know what we don't know because we weren't there and we don't really see. And, you know, it's easy to get down there and see news reports and say, well, we believe this happened, we believe that, but we really don't know with our own eyes and ears and our own hands. You know what I'm saying? You know, I mean, it's all sort of propaganda to the point we're being told what we're being told. We're given what we're given, what we're allowed to see, what we're allowed to believe. What I mean, I think you get my point here. So, yeah. What is the truth, really? Right. It's it's a fleeting theory, right, that there is a truth out there. I mean, wow. We could really peel back the curtain and really know the truth. We'd probably be stunned. We'd all go into shock. And uh, I don't know what would happen at that point, people. So much we don't know. It's crazy. We'll take a pause here, and we'll be back with the second hour of Voice of a Nation. Good golly, I'm just getting wound up here and getting going here, people. See you on the other side. 
heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor, honor, honor. our soul. soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Well, you do have to pose the question I've I've asked you many times before, and uh, we've we've talked about this together, my fellow Americans, is if the election fraud is legit, and again, whose truth, right? Our truth, their truth, my truth, your truth, and and somewhere in between all of this nonsense is some sort of truth. I mean, there's so much we don't know. Uh, I mean, we see the facts and the data and the polls, and but how much of that is tainted and twisted? How much do we really know? Even by the time it gets to our eyes and ears and thought process, it's already gone through a bunch of other people. You know what I'm saying? You know, so we really, there's a lot we don't know. We can speculate and we can guess and we can think, but a lot of that guessing and thinking comes back to our, uh, our, our roots, our, our ideological roots of how we think as a people. You know, are we in it for a free ride? Are we looking to just skate by in life? Do we like sort of a check from the government and a Marxist future? And do we really give a rat's ass about anybody else or anything else? And who really cares about future generations at that point? Piss on them. I'm going to deal with what it makes me happy right now. There's a lot of people who would think that way. They're not about liberty and justice for all whatsoever. They're in it for whatever makes them feel good. There's a good part of the population. Now, you can sit and laugh or think I'm being ridiculous, but there's a good part of the population that fall into that category. They could give two, you know what, two nickels. Well, we'll call it two nickels. Okay. They give two nickels for nothing. That's the sad reality of it. And so, you know, it is a tall order here. What we're trying to do and get some level of truth, the out loud truth. I guess there's a little more roar and rips off like a Band-Aid, like a Band-Aid on your knee that you pull off. That hurts a little bit, you know? That's getting to the out loud truth. The out loud truth does hurt. So it is like a Band-Aid coming off of a raw scab or something where you you, you put a bit and you peel that off. You're, Ow! Man, that's the out loud truth right there, man. That hurts. Hurts like hell. And that's, I guess, a lot of the reality of what we're talking about right now, people. It does hurt some of this. Let's dive into some fraud numbers, and I'll shut the hell up a couple of minutes, okay? I do want to talk to you about um, some of these very interesting uh, NBC uh, pieces here about that. But I got some really interesting stuff to share with you uh, in that uh, everybody else uh, news bulletin I gave you earlier in the supposed poll they did. It's fascinating. So, but let's talk about the fraud that we, we talked to. And is it possible that we could have this historical moment in time where a presidential election was fraudulently, uh, you know, uh, uh, manipulated, I guess be the word, uh, and the results were not factual and everything was based on that. Now, a lot of things to say here, a lot of courts were afraid to take this on. Uh, this was really a, a hot potato. You, you, this was a this whole election thing in January, December, November, December, and January was a real hot potato. After you know, right? November, December, and January. And I think we were all waiting with bated breath here. Most in America were like, "What's really going to happen here?" Like I said earlier to you, wondering if Trump will pull off a miracle or not, or if the truth will prevail or not, or if anybody gives a rat's ass or not. Uh, and we were all wondering that. We we're all wondering what the end result was going to be. 
Uh, but we I don't think any of us really thought that Biden would really that we'd be living through this day because, like I said, this guy was, you know, well, I've already described to you what I thought about Joe, Joe, Joe Blow Biden up front in the program. Right. I mean, not a very high IQ, even on his best day. If you look at his political career and you look at stats, fader, dact and data and understand what I'm talking about. Um, he, he's not the head of the class, people. That's all I'm saying. You know, it's not the first mind that comes to when you think of brains or brilliance. Uh, if you, you know, if you think of bullshit that you would think of Joe Biden. But if you think of brains and brilliance, not so much. Right. So just the out loud truth that scab hurt like hell, didn't it? Right there to those people uh, for sure. But, you know, it's uh, anyways, I, I digress constantly. I'm digressing. Right. All right. Election fraud. What would it take? What would it take? Uh, and we started asking this question back in the day to get this whole uh, momentum. And we were even talking back then, well, if one state falls, then the others will fall. And I've seen reports that people believe that, that if Arizona does fall over, then this will happen. Now, uh, let's let's open up Arizona a moment here. Let's talk about that. Uh, I've got Kathy Chamberlain here and Carl Perforio, uh, who are uh, part of our team nation. And, uh, um, you know, the more you get to know the folks on the, on, uh, on the team here as well, uh, uh, very well spoken. Carl's gold star dad, as you know him out there. And uh, uh, Kathy is a, a, a author, uh, the um, Rules for Deplorables, her books, it's easy to remember, just remember the rules for radicals and just change it to the other and trying to give ammunition to the um, to, to conservatives and patriots, I guess is what that would be about. We'll talk more about that with her in, in days and weeks and months to come for sure. Start with Arizona. There's been a lot of politics in Arizona, clearly, and, and uh, the uh, Maricopa is the center for all of this, <clears throat> is ground zero for this here. Now, the state legislature, which is GOP, which is Republican, they've been pushing for this. And the Democrats, uh, you know, let's talk about transparency. Kathy, I want to pose the question to you about transparency when it comes to Arizona. What are they really afraid of? Because really, this the state, uh, the, the, the GOP and the state really is just wants a proper audit to be done. They hired this firm, the Cyber Ninjas, I think they're called. Uh, I don't know too much about them, but uh, I don't know what you know about them. Uh, but what, what do you think about this Arizona where the, the Democrats keep pushing to undermine it? They don't want this audit to take place. What are they fearful of, Kathy? Well, here I'm going to hit you with another Alinsky tactic. I just have to because it fits so well here. And one of them is keep pushing a negative until it breaks through to its counterside or a positive. And I see this happening with both sides. For example, the Republicans are pushing this really hard. Governor Ducey could help a little bit more, but uh, but the Democrats are really worried that this is going to be a domino effect because uh, if they lose this here in Arizona, mm -hmm. it's going to uh, embolden uh, the other states to keep pushing hard because it, 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 you, you just can't give up. I mean, this has got to go through. They've done a fabulous job there, um, as, as Carl said, with the state, uh, with the Republican Executive Committee chair, or the, uh, the state uh, chair of Republicans there. So 
Um, I think that's their biggest fear. Their biggest fear, obviously, uh, uh, the first one is that the fraud is going to be proven out. There's what, 2.1 million ballots that uh, they're going to be going through here. Uh, And it's going to tell an awful lot. Back to Cyber Ninjas for just a second. It's kind of interesting because the New Hampshire case that we're going to be talking about uh, did not select. They were Cyber Ninja was um, up as one of the um, one of the auditors, uh, but they went with a different one. So I guess they must be pretty big throughout the country. Yeah. Do you what was the uh, I think what what was it about? Like, uh, as I recall, and I'm just going by memory here, Kathy, what was it about 10,000 votes or something uh, in uh, Arizona? Yeah, it was it, just like Georgia, too. I think Georgia's 12,000. Right. So right. these are really small mar- or, uh, uh, small mar- margins yeah. to have to overcome. Uh, and it's not going to take much. Remember that uh, that famous phone call between uh, Secretary of State in Georgia, Raffensperger, with um, with President Trump. And Trump was saying, look, just go find me. All you got to do is find me 12,000 votes. And then the left turned that completely around to make it sound as though he was trying to manipulate right 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 like he was trying to buy him off right or something yes yeah which wasn't true but trump speaks just plain english he's a new york businessman if you like it great if you don't too bad right Uh, that's the way trump talks pretty much you're so right about that Uh, a lot of really intelligent people Mm -hmm. talk uh almost like they'll give you a and C without filling in B. So the <laughs> average person doesn't get what they're saying. Oftentimes that's, that's, that is a, an unfortunate uh, thing with his, the way he speaks, but we know what he means. You know, the, it makes the, it makes it very easy for the left to manipulate his, his narrative. Yeah. Well, they did that all the way through his entire presidency. Anything he said, they took out of some of context and went the other way with it pretty much. Uh, now, the judges back and forth, the one judge uh, is out. There's a new judge in. Uh, this is an appointee, a Democrat appointee, as I recall, from I think it's Janet Napolitano, Kathy. Is that correct? That's that's right. Yes, that's a, yeah. it's been unfortunate that silly little things like that have gotten in the way because the first judge. Well, um, well, they've had to the first judge had to recuse himself, I guess, one of the guys who's yeah. on. the Yeah. Um, he, he knew he knew from some other life or something. Right. And, and right. Yeah. Yes. You can't have that. And so he said he had to you know, pull out and then you had the new judge. And, and now they're still trying to stop it with a full court press and it's back and forth. And every time you take two steps forward, it seems like there's an appeal or they're coming back again. But then you have to ask yourself transparency, the word transparency. Why are they so threatened by not having the truth out there? And what is what so scares them about transparency? Uh, Carl, what do you think about this transparency thing? Is it just, I mean, what's so wrong with having the truth be the truth? And again, I know there are many versions of the truth, as I've already explained to people, but some level of truth, I guess. But yeah, we're almost in a Cinderella world. I mean, it's like it's like an Alice in Wonderland moment. You know, you don't even know what the hell truth is anymore until you really see it with your own eyes and ears and black and white. Uh, but there's so transparency. What's your take on Arizona specifically, Carl? Well, it's simple. The, the left just doesn't like the truth because it goes against everything, their feelings. And, you know, the right likes the truth. They like facts. So this transparency thing now, um, it, it's funny because it's going the same way as it was before 
when Pennsylvania was taping the pizza boxes up on the window and all that, yeah. and all that this uh, cyber ninja company, from what I understand, are just saying they want to vet the people that are watching. That's what they're saying. And of course, the press is turning around. Oh, they're not letting anybody see. They don't want anybody to, to see what's going on. And I didn't see that as the truth. They, they're just being particular about who sees what's going on, like vetting these people. Because again, what's happening? It's all left-wing media that's going to report this. There's no, there's no right-wing media anymore to report anything. So it's all left-wing media. Which is what NBC agrees with you on, with which is what they call everybody else, Carl. Yes, and yeah, but it's curious because when I was trying to research what's going on in Maricopa County, it's funny, like especially if you use Google, you can't find anything that's yeah. going on, and everything you find is CNN says that the Republicans are just a bunch of sore losers, and they're they're doing this illegally, they're doing this count again. Why are they doing this count again? It's so stupid. And, you know, then, then you turn and there's CNNBC and then there's CBSN and, you know, all left wing, left yeah. wing, left wing. And nothing we say is going to matter. And I don't care what they report and the, the findings come out of this. How are we going to combat the media? How are we going to combat them still yeah. saying this is a bunch of crock? That's, that, that's the whole story, Carl, right there. How many times I tell people, how many times you hear me say, uh, it's it that is the story from this era. It's we can't get any tr well back to truth, Carl. We can't get any truth, any level of truth, anything at all. Um, and so, like he says, he's so right when you go to these search engines, specifically Google, and I've done it, people go to Google, look up your search, then go to Duck, Duck, Go, okay. Uh, and, and, and really any of the other search engines and, and take a look and you'll see it's entirely different what you're going to get the results there. They simply, they, they take their algorithms, you know, algorithms is a fancy word for they put the screwdriver in there and tighten the su sucker. They screw it the other way. Let me get those algorithms. I'm going to tighten the algorithm up just like that, you know, just like... They tighten the screw up the other way so you get their level of truth, their version of truth. Ain't, ain't anywhere near an out loud truth there, that's for damn sure. And, and so that's what happens when you, and you don't get any, you don't get the stories, you're not getting it. There is no balance of news anywhere. Um, that's what NBC, that's why I thought this, this really poll and this interesting story that NBC puts out, and if you're just joining, I pointed that out in the top part of the program, where they say it's it's pretty striking people the headline from nbc news which again they're they're you know again arch enemies to donald trump remember nbc news was they feel like they helped make him make him into a celebritar you know <laughs> and become more well known with their apprentice program and so they're sort of enemy number one they hate trump and trump effect effectively hates them as well too uh but and, and, you know, and there's a, all the media would fall behind that theory. But the, the headline to that story was after 100 days out of office, Trump's support softens in NBC News poll. And you listen back up front of the program, what I said, but and they said the last 100 days or so haven't been kind. They say to Donald Trump, our new national NBC News poll finds. But I love when they put this big caveat. You are what you consume. That's it. That's the catchphrase right there. There's a significant difference in political attitudes between those who consume. Uh, they call conservative media and Fox News is not conservative media people. You can forget about that theory. But they, they put Fox News, Newsmax and OAN, uh, you know, in that one area being that that 
they don't put alternative news in there or other new up and coming outlets like ours or like uh, so many others. Uh, there's a whole litany of them out there. You know who they are. Just the News or Gateway Pundit. There's a bunch of them uh, that are trying to do the same thing and get a level of truth out there, which we appreciate very much, by the way. And I have no problem saying that whatsoever. Uh, but that's, you know, everything else is everything else in the universe of news, which really should rip you off and tell you what's happening here. So we're being kind of sucker punched, people, as Americans. We're being sucker punched uh, from this major fourth estate news media story. I um, mean, we're being tortured as Americans as to, uh, you know, trying to... Um, uh, protect our country, I guess, to get to have a truthful election. Uh, I mean, it's not really a big request. And again, we'll suffer like uh, Kathy put it so well out there when I said, I said, well, I mean, if Joe Biden was the victor, I would, I, I will accept that. And I really, and I, I, listen, I accepted Obama. She pointed that out. I said, well, just as we did Barack Obama, we didn't like him as patriots, as conservatives, as lovers of the Constitution. We didn't like it. That, that, you know, so whenever they say right wing, you know, what we want to do now, I'm going to give you some tips here and some ideas. Whenever they say right wing, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Oh, people, patriots, you mean. Patriots, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, give me those people. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we know. Yeah, oh, oh, people who love the Constitution. Oh, yeah, we know what you mean. Oh, yeah, right wing. Oh, Constitution lovers, patriots. Oh, I see. The, those kind of people. People who, you know, care about the country. Yeah, yeah. Who love that vision and version of America that the framers found. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's. So you have to clear it. See, because they're there. They use the English language so well on the left. They, they've manipulated everything, you know, to, to whatever their Marxist agenda. It's all, well, Solinsky. Uh, tactics is what Kathy would say. That's what it all is. They manipulate it all. Uh, it's it's really quite um, well. It's sick, is what it is. It's humorous to a sick point, I would imagine. Uh, so this manipulation of this uh, point here about everybody else and the news media itself um, is remarkable. The thing we don't want to lose sight of is this. As Kathy says, as Carl says, if Maricopa, if that if that vote in the audit happens with the ninjas, yeah, you just see the cyber ninjas walking in. Yeah, getcha, young chang, yang, 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 getcha, getcha. Gonna audit, gonna do an audit. You can see them guys doing karate chops through the room, the ninjas as they do the audit, you know. Um, they could have a hell of a slogan. I could do an advertising campaign for that group easy, right? We'll chop it down. We'll get to the truth. Hacha. Um, but, uh, you know, they, um, the, I don't know where they come up with these names, but the cyber ninjas. Uh, so they want to do an audit. If they get the audit, we look at the results. Uh, could that be the tipping point of all of this on a serious? Now, it's hard to take some any of this really serious at the end of the day. Like I said, laugh or cry, laugh or cry, laugh or cry. But for me, it's laugh. <laughs> Uh, and then let's kick their asses while we laugh. Okay, fair enough, people. Laugh and then kick their asses. That's that's my theory. Um, maybe laugh while we're kicking their asses. Be even better. Uh, so that's what I plan to do here. And so if that Maricopa does turn and that becomes the tipping point, as Kathy, your suggestion, then what happens next? So Kathy, I want to give you. I'm gonna open. I want to give you the floor for a few minutes now, Kathy. And I because 
I want you to tell folks now the tipping point for Maricopa in Arizona with what happens there. And that could very well be a tipping point, no doubt about it. But let's talk now about what happens in Georgia and um, and also uh, New Hampshire, which you've been studying. There have been some there's been some movements in the last few days with New Hampshire. Again, politics playing out like everywhere else, for sure. Um, not nobody's immune to politics playing out in any of this. Uh, what's going on? How could that tipping point impact these other markets? And what's the lay of the land, Kathy, there? Well, I, this is fascinating what's happening in New Hampshire, and nobody's really talking about it. Um, but to go back just real briefly, because this does have relevance, in Arizona, now I just I just heard this morning that 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 on Monday, uh, Arizona, there was an audit official on Newsmax, and he was talking about that they're using these ultraviolet lights. Perhaps some in our audience have have seen them doing that on 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 all the um, uh, live footage that we're watching on that. But they're using ultraviolet to check for what watermarks. Isn't that kind of interesting? Um, because I I recall watermarks was a huge topic of conversation. So we have no idea how all this is going to play out. But let's just say, for example, that that uncovers some something really important. Well, then these other states uh, have some guidance with which to use in their own audits. Now, in New Hampshire, uh, somewhere around the uh, mid to end of November, it was very, very interesting. There was a small, tiny little district um, in a in Windham, New Hampshire. Okay, now they first reported in mid-November that uh, one of the Democrats who apparently lost her race there called for a recount. So they did the recount. You notice the Republicans didn't fight it. It didn't take three months. They didn't go to court over it. No, they did the recount because they wanted to know. We want to know the truth, right? So interestingly enough, not one Republican in that race. There were four Republicans as well in, in, in different little races in that little district there. Uh, they didn't even count. Uh, they lost. All four of them had lost, but they didn't even call for recounts because they lost by such a large margin. They just did not think. And I think the the margin that really Sidney Powell and others were talking about was six percent, that that was kind of the number that you wanted to go by whether or not to do an audit. Well, these folks lost by about 10 percent. So they didn't call. They didn't even think to call for recount. So what happened in the ha hand recount that was done, and it was called Rockingham District 7, mm -hmm. they found that the Dominion voting machines shorted all four Republicans by about 6%. So it flipped their losses to wins. And that's when they realized they had a huge problem. Now we've heard a lot about Antrim County there in Michigan. That was what set off. Oh, that was a ground zero. Yeah, for a lot of that. That's right. Um, and of course, that was a Dominion voting machine as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so back on, uh, well, actually, just uh, on the 26th here of April, uh, the Wyndham Board of uh, Selectmen, they called them, they had a, a public meeting to choose the analyst, that's when uh, the cyber ninjas were on the 
uh, on the block for whether or not to conduct the audit. Okay, so these were there were three forensic audit teams that they were they were choosing. Well, what had happened was about two weeks prior to that, uh, the town administrator announced that that meeting was going to be private. And there was such an outcry from the public. You gotta love this story. Uh, his phone lines and email inboxes were just flooded from angry citizens. That and what reason would they want a meeting like that to be private rather than be transparent is rather obvious, Kathy. Obvious, absolutely. And the fact that so many of the citizens uh, just just stood up to that. Objected. Yeah, absolutely. It, it shows you, you know, the important lesson there is that action works. And if they can keep moving the ball, the goalposts, we can, too. And the further we get the ball down uh, the field, Malcolm, the closer we're going to get to the truth. That's why it's so important to continue and to make these audits uh, trans transparent. So so basically, bottom line there in, in, in New Hampshire, Three analysts are going to be chosen uh, in total. And then uh, the governor there, Sununu, just signed a bill into law mm -hmm. uh, that's going to require this audit to be completed by May 27th. So we are seeing some end game. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. So we would know in less than a month uh, what the outcome is on that then as the governor just signed that. Well, let's hope so. You never know what tricks the uh, Democrats have up their sleeves. So That's a good way to put it. There are always tricks, it seems like that. Carl, you live in Georgia. Georgia has come through some strange politics in recent weeks and months. Uh, I don't even know how they recapture the glory there again, because it is pretty screwed up uh, with the fact that, I mean, you got Kemp, sure, as the governor, but then you've got the Stacey Abrams, who is... Uh, She's like right out of, she, I, I think she, is she the sister to Saul Alinsky, by the way, Carl? <laughs> I think she's the sister to Satan, actually, is what I think. But uh, she, you know, and it's creepy. Every time she comes on, you know, I live 70 miles outside of Atlanta. Okay. And, you know, I don't go toward Atlanta for that very reason. You know, I hear Atlanteans say, oh, we don't go, we don't, you know, black Atlanteans, oh, we don't go up there because we know y'all are racist. Well, you know, I feel the same way. I don't go down to Atlanta because I don't feel like uh I'm going to fit into Atlanta. You know, I'm not going to walk through downtown Atlanta in the dark. I mean, you has, know, it, got, has it gotten that bar bad there, Carl, in Atlanta, oh, I'm speaking? Has oh, it gotten that I, bad? Yes, because, you know, it, of course it's gotten that bad. It's like any blue dot. You know, there's a blue dot in red Georgia. Chicago's the big blue dot in, in Illinois. You know, and any of these states with their big blue dot. With, which is the concentration of the people. Now, you brought up about the, the phone call to Raffsenberger from Trump. Yeah. He mentioned specifically, specifically in that call, he mentioned, look out for Fulton County. That's what he was saying to because he knew they were going to cheat because Fulton County is very, very predominantly liberal. And of course, and you know that's your Atlanta area, your, your metro Atlanta area, and then you got Cobb County, which is you know not much better. So that's what he was targeting, you know, to watch out for that. So here you are with these alleged drop boxes that these people can't, you know, because they can't get to the polls because of COVID or because they're being oppressed, whatever. You know, they they keep, you know, when you live here, you know, I can't even watch the local news because I just want to hurl every time I watch the local news. I can't watch it. Because that's all they talk about is oppression and oppression and oppression. And it's like, this is, this is bullshit. 
there's no oppression. And uh, can I can I uh, go off topic a little bit about uh, the newly elected lieutenant governor of North Carolina? You know, North yeah. Carolina is a very blue state. So the lieutenant governor, Mark Robinson, who is black, he just went off today and screaming about voter ID and how racist the black people were. I seen that. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so, you know, he's got a point and I've said it a million times. I'm like, oh, yeah. and let me tell you something. If, if, and I know you're familiar with Georgia, like many of us are, but right. you know, if you, if they said you can't get your stimulus check unless you come to, you know, block a downtown Georgia here, downtown Marietta, you're not getting your stimulus check. You know, damn well, they'd be down there getting that stimulus check if that was the only way they could collect it. So tell me why they can't get an ID. I mean, this is, it's just prop. Yeah, and the gentleman you talked about was North Carolina's uh, first ever yes, uh, uh, black American lieutenant, lieutenant governor, right? Mark Robinson. Yes, yes. Yeah, and yeah. he was just going yeah. off about how ridiculous it was about the voter ID. Anyone could get a voter ID, anybody. And they're free. They're free. They don't even have to pay for them. It's just getting there. They can get anywhere else. Yeah. They can get down to the food stamp office. They can get anywhere else, but they can't yeah. get a voter ID. Let me ask you this about Georgia and your opinion is, is uh, I, I know we're all over the place. We just talking about North Carolina, but you bring up a good point about the IDs and I will come back to that. Is Georgia, do you, uh, in your heart of hearts, do you consider Georgia a, a uh, red state, blue state, purple state, or uh, w what is it? Where is it? it? It's a red state. I mean, it's full of patriots. And let me tell you, my neighbors are, they're just, they're just itching. They're just waiting for this. As your, as your guest said yesterday on your show, you know, which I was so shocked about civil war revolution, revolution. I like to use the term revolution more than civil war because, you know, civil war is a little bit different because it was fighting those two factions of ideas. And in, in this one, I think this is more of a revolution because we're saying, Hey, you know, you're oppressing us now and you're wrong. And this is going to be a revolution. But that, in, in my opinion, we're now a red stain. It's like there's a big cloud hanging over Georgians because we know right. we were always red. And, and you know, it doesn't help because Trump says Kemp is the worst governor in the country, Trump says. And then, you know, now now with Arizona and he says Doug Ducey is the second worst governor in right. the entire Well, country. he said that right along. Now, is that bad that Trump says that or is that good? No, no, no. It's it's not bad. But, you know, Trump pisses everybody off because he tells right. the truth isn't and that pisses the, people off. Isn't that the truth? That That's the, the truth. truth. And he what tells the truth. I know, and, I know. and they don't like the truth. They don't like the uh, truth. And and, you know, but again, <laughs> I have to say just like, you know, Okay, so in, back to Arizona, you know, yeah. in Arizona here, we've got, uh, you know, we've got Katie Hobbs, just flip on Google, flip on anything. It's Katie Hobbs says this, Katie Hobbs says we're all a bunch of conspiracies, Katie Hobbs says, that. and you know, and of course they're quoting her, you know, and she's uh, what the, the Secretary of State in Arizona. So how do you run a state when you're allegedly the red governor and you have a bluer than blue Secretary of State? How does that work? I don't know. I don't know. It, you're, you're listening there to Carl Out Loud, by the way, people. Uh, Carl Porforio and uh, Kathy Chamberlain. Wow, you that was great. That, that, was, that was a good comeback there. Um, uh, there are a lot of questions I have with what you say. We're going to take a pause here. Just a moment, friends, on the voice of a nation. And uh, I, I've got a lot of thoughts with what Carl puts out there just there. And I want to come back to that uh, ID as well with the black lieutenant governor saying that. And there's more to that story as well, uh, as well as that poll I want to get back to you. God, I'm having a good time today. I hope you are as well. We'll take a pause here. Be back with more voice of a nation in just a moment.
the silent majority has spoken. We say, let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. Contact our producer at libertyatamericaoutloud.com. libertyatamericaoutloud.com. Think back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health, sleeping better, full of energy and focus. We know that fades with age, and you might be feeling the effects of aging as low energy and poor sleep. But it doesn't have to be that way. There haven't been any nutrition systems designed to rejuvenate our bodies as we get older until now. Healthy Cell Pro is the only multinutrient system that impacts the building block of your body, the cell. Created by anti-aging expert and Nobel Prize nominee, Dr. Vincent Giampapa, award-winning Healthy Cell Pro cuts through the complexity of nutrition supplements by simply giving you the purest ingredients, filling dietary gaps to nourish your cells and enhance your quality of life for optimal performance. Visit HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for an exclusive discount or call 844-869-9958. It was a vision that gave birth to a unique multimedia platform that would combine classic talk radio, great writers, and memorable podcasts and videos. AmericaOutloud.com is a conservative leader in a field that is predominantly run by far-left progressive globalists. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. Listen to Malcolm, the voice of a nation, on iHeartRadio or our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. Now, the evidence comes forward here in this uh, crazy NBC News poll I shared with you up front and where they say, you know, everybody else and they point out, you know, it's funny how somebody like this can sort of put it out there, not even realize the damage they're saying about it but how truthful their statement is. And it wasn't intended for them to be truthful, by the way, when they say, and everybody else who consumes everything else, like that's, you know, like we're in that camp, but that just tells you how this uphill battle is and how we're screwed when, you know, 80% of everything else or 90% of everything else is all of that. And all of that is twisted as, as we were just pointing out to you on the program here. There's some interesting facts and points that come out of this poll and uh, a couple of things are, let me just come through. This will give you a sense of what they're putting out there and what they're saying. So percentage with very positive view of Trump, all adults, 21%. Very, now we're, and again, very positive in quotes, okay? Very positive. Keep in mind, not just positive or lukewarm, but really, really positive. Uh, so all adults, 21%. I'd see if a surprise, uh, like Carl was just saying in the other point, he pisses people off with the truth when he talked about Ducey and uh, Kemp as saying they're the worst one, two governors in the country. Uh, and that's a hell of a statement coming from a Republican president and Republican governors. You couldn't find anyone in our history to really throw his own governors under the bus, but Trump does. That's where he alienates and isolates the, the core group. And I shared that with you back even when he entered office. Uh, he was breaking China in the uh, shop there, uh, the, the bull in the China shop kind of comment, breaking China as well in the China shop, right? And nobody liked it, really. They didn't want the truth, you know? So 
Uh, nobody really, you, you can't use the truth in politics and, and you can't connect those two. You can't say truth and politics in a sentence and think you're getting anywhere because it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense, people. There is no truth in politics. There's only agendas, driven agendas. So the conservative media, 46 percent uh, think Trump see Trump very positive. Now, again, they're calling conservative media Fox, Newsmax and OAN. Fox is not conservative. Let's be clear. Uh, Newsmax and OAN, probably a little more, but even Newsmax gets a little weird uh, from time to time. But anyways, nuts, it's 100%. You know what I'm talking about there, okay? But if they're seeing 46% on their walked, corrupted poll, that means that number is probably more like 65, 70%. You follow what I'm saying here? You, you follow what I mean, people? You, you, know, you know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? That's what I'm talking about, okay? So they're saying 46% on their corrupted poll based on that conservative media die. It's going to be much higher than that, obviously. Obviously, liberal media, 8%, uh, no doubt. But again, that's everybody else. And they classify MSNBC and CNN as liberal media. But that's everybody on the planet. That is everybody else that, NB that uh, NBC News poll talks about. OK, so you know what I'm saying there. So that means Trump is still very, very positive. People have a look of him, an outlook of him. And quite frankly, the more time and space that comes from the election to now and with having uh, Joe Blow Biden in office, that would tell you right there that people are going to think that Trump, even the people that were lukewarm with Trump are going to love him. Every day that ticks by more with a Marxist agenda and open borders and tax the hell out of everybody till you bleed, uh, you're just going to love, you're going to find more and more every day that goes by every hour. I'm telling you, you're going to hate the Biden agenda more. And you're going to say, where's that Trump fellow again, please? I could deal with this Twitter feed or whatever, or his, his brand of truthfulness. And the fact that Kemp and Ducey are the worst one-two governors in the country, as an example, you know, <laughs> uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, he would say things again that they thought were very unpresidential because presidential in their books, people, and I, I told you the definition is to go along and get along. you be presidential. That means you shut up, keep your, you know, put your nose clean, say what you're supposed to say, don't throw anybody under the bus, do what you got to do. That's not Trump, people. Yeah, Trump, that's not Trump. Trump is a canoe rocker. He's like me. He 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 just gets to the truth. Now the truth is gonna, as Carl just said, is gonna piss you off. It's gonna piss some people off. It's just plain English people. Come on, you know, it's just it, it just is. It's a fact. You know what I'm talking about out there. Come on, you know. Um, so the other things in that poll, a percentage who strongly disapprove of Biden. Uh, all adults, 33%, strongly disapprove now. Now, again, 33%. You mean to tell me that, uh, you, you, you mean to tell me that 67% of the uh, country is going to think that uh, he's doing a swell job on the border and doing a marvelous job and trying to fool America by walking around with two or three masks and, and raise everybody's taxes uh, up twice as much? You know, everybody likes this idea? Get the hell out of here. I don't believe it for a minute. I mean, I don't believe it for a minute. And, and that they want open borders and let everybody come in because we're a, uh, you know, whatever. We're just, we're not really a country anymore. We're just a stop onto some third world shithole uh, goal that they have to put the country in, right? I mean, so they say, now he says also this poll, conservative media, 62% say uh, that uh, they would agree with the strongly disapprove of Biden uh, with those people. Now that number probably is more like 90%. So this poll is just BS, it lies like hell, but that's okay. It's still great entertainment to look at it, right? Cool. And the liberal media, by the way, 12% uh, strongly disapprove of Biden.
Uh, and even that number is going to be wrong as well. But again, the media is one point. Um, well, the, if you're talking media, they would that would be accurate. Actually, I'm talking about people that are liberal would probably uh, still want a country they can recognize, still would want some borders and still don't want to pay through the nose with their taxes because liberal people still own businesses. They still have a commerce. They still are real good people. There's a lot of good people out there that are sort of liberal social agenda, but these are good people. They're not bad just because they're okay with certain social products. That's all right. It's all right. We don't need to throw them in the, you know, the can. I mean, it, that's America's diversity of opinion, diversity of thought. It's not, not my way or the highway. We just don't want a Marxist thought. That's all. That's the diversity. We don't want that. Does that make sense? It does to me. I hope it does to you. Um, but uh, like the uh, coronavirus, by the way, most important issue by group, all adults, 30% believe that's the one, coronavirus, okay, 30%. Uh, they asked the conservative group, border and immigration, 40%. And you ask the liberal media, 42% coronavirus. Well, yeah, they're all been brain dead. They're walking out there with multiple masks on and having vaccines up the yin yang and everything else, I mean. and. You know, I see people walking around. I see some guy the other day. I'm driving the car and I see him out there. There isn't anybody like a mile within this guy's distance walking on some road there. Just a guy by himself. He's got a full mask on, two masks on. And he's walking there. And I, I rolled the window down and called him a freaking idiot. I said, it's a matter for you. You're brain damaged or what? You know, I don't know. I probably didn't like it enough. But I mean, what kind of sense does that make? You know, walking around with three masks on. It's probably, probably vac vaccinated as well. And uh, what, what the hell is he trying to protect himself from? I mean, what? What exactly? You might as well draw yourself up in a cocoon and evaporate. I mean, why, why are you living here? You know? And um, so uh, let's see here. Uh, percentage who will not take the vaccine. Well, we know it. 12% won't take the vaccine. They say adults, all adults. 20% of conservatives and 4% of liberal uh, I, I don't really know. It's just, but you see, what, the point is, we have different ways of thinking on all these issues. A lot of it's okay because we're not supposed to all think alike. We're not supposed to all be alike. We're not supposed to act alike. So I, I think it's okay, and it's okay if I guess if you want to walk on the boulevard with a double mask on a hot day or whatever, and just because you, I, I guess it's your business that you can't breathe. You want to suffocate. I mean, whatever, if you're that stupid and you got rocks in your head, terrific, do it, you know, whatever. Just, it's all so sick. I don't know what these people are on. You think about the IQ of some people and how they how they uh, operate uh, or get by is remarkable people, I gotta tell you. Um, so anyway, so I wanted to get that to you. I, I just, I find it very interesting and rich how NBC, and they all put these polls out there. And again, polls don't mean anything today. They're, like I said, I, I told you already what I thought about polls. I could, we could go out and do a poll right today, I told you, and find, you know, the vast majority of Americans think we're living on the planet Mars. And they would approve of that because people got their head up their ass, number one. And two, you can twist the poll a million ways to Sunday. If that's what I want as an answer, if I'm paying for the poll, it'll be what I want. I'll ask the question the way I want. I'll get answers the way I want. And I'll manipulate the poll exactly how I want. And then I'll tell you it's the gospel truth. And you'll swallow a hole. And if you don't, you're an idiot, right? Isn't that what happens? Polls are stupid. Same thing with the whole election. Look at that. Hillary Clinton was going to be president in 2016. Yeah, right. The polls demanded that. Sure. They've been demanding everything since then as well. So, you know, and again, they, and just like they did with the Biden thing, the polls had Trump losing his pants, remember? It wasn't even going to be close. Biden was going to sink him. 
this guy who was in a basement who never said two syllables. I mean, who walked around all the time as a, in a comatose state with multiple masks on. And then somehow he was going to be the victor. The only time he ever talked, he would say racist comments. And this guy was like going to win by double digits everywhere. It was going to blow Trump away because Trump was like, you know, not the answer. Nobody liked him. It was all going to be Biden. I mean, who are you kidding here? Who are you kidding? And these are the polls the media puts out. So that's everybody else right there. And that's NBC News, who's the head of the class on everybody else. It's a class of buffoons is what it is. And that's what we're being drip, 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 drip to. And again, I, uh, you know, uh, the point of this is we can't sit in a vacuum here, people. We got to, we if we really want to do some damage here and in, in, in good damage, is there such a thing as good damage? Sure there is. We need to do some damage back to the far left Marxists. And uh, if we're going to do that, we've got to get to independence, moderates, left of center. People that are not running out there. Now, people who are out there double vaccinated, wearing two masks and walking out there by themselves, those are not going to be the people we can get to. These people have they're It's just they're not our audience. We're not going to. These people shouldn't even vote. Their voting cards should be removed from them. They should. You should be not. That should be a rule of condition. Are you wearing two masks with vaccine, double vaccine and still out there walking the sun? You don't get a voter card. You're an idiot. You belong in the idiot club. See, that's what that, that's just being real people. Idiots shouldn't be able to vote, in my opinion. See, if you're an idiot, you can't vote. OK, I mean, I almost it's OK to have anybody else vote, but not idiots because you can't understand. You blah, 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 blah. You go in there. You don't know what you're pulling down or what you're voting for. You know, is that an R or a D, Frank? I have no idea, man. Just vote. <laughs> I mean, who needs those people in there? You know, that's and that's the result we get. I mean, come on. And idiots shouldn't be voting in our country. Should have an IQ test to vote. Basic IQ test. Pass the again, just C student and above. If you F and you fail, you don't get to vote. Dumb people don't vote. Your D's and F's, you don't vote. Below the IQ of a certain level. Let me ask you that, Kathy. Am I making any sense or not? I don't think I don't think people should vote if you don't have intelligence. So, Carl, Kathy, talk to me. Am I making any sense or not? I have been so right on with you for so many years uh, because, well, we all know the, the 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 coined term "useful idiots." You know, I just saw as 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 we were talking here, Malcolm. It flashed across my TV screen that the CDC just now came out and said. Anyone who got a vaccine can now go outside and exercise without a mask on. <laughs> I'm thinking, wow. is anybody really paying attention to the CDC anymore? It's just outrageous what people are being expected to believe or are just complying with on their own. No, they should not vote. It's there. I always thought there ought to be some sort of a common sense test. Okay, um, that would basically determine whether people have any common sense or not. That's the test. Basic IQ test, basically. There, uh, you're right. Talk to me. Let's uh, let's transition over, Kathy, a moment here, and I I, I don't want to lose track here, and uh, I do want to talk about uh, uh, Carl brought up uh, Mark Robinson, the um, Lieutenant Governor of uh, North Carolina, first ever a Black American. Uh, I don't, I don't like the term African American. I think that's the wrong term, and I know they use that in the news all the time, guys. But that that term, I don't think, is appropriate. These people are not from Africa. I mean, this is this is a Black American, White American. I mean, whatever, man. You know, come on. Uh, so, anyways, I think he's a Black American Lieutenant Governor, not African American. That term bothers me. Um, so they're not from Africa. 
so I assure you. And, uh, and not all black Americans come from Africa. Just like, I, just like all white Americans don't come from Pluto, like me. <laughs> that doesn't make them any more lethal, right, Kath? So <laughs> talk to me about this, uh, these uh, the black leaders. Uh, this is interesting because there's another one. Who was it? Ken Blackwell. Ken Blackwell. He's Ohio's, again, first black American secretary of state. Um, and he has said the, uh, he, he was, and he, he said the um, news media corporations have wrongly twisted the narrative and made something that is popular into Georgia's new election integrity, new the law look racist. Of course, they've really messed Georgia up big time. What do you think about black America now standing up and saying, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's not too much to ask for a voter ID. Like, like what does the left say about that, Kathy? Yeah, well, interestingly enough, um, an, uh, an author entertainer named Marcus Lloyd, if you've ever heard of him, he wrote a book called The Unhyphenated American. He uh, actually- Oh, I like that a lot. I like that. Yeah, he actually wrote a foreword to, uh, to my book. He just loved it. So I, a great guy. Uh, but um, it's interesting because uh, Howard Piven, and I've, you know, I've talked about them a, a lot in the past. You have too, I'm sure. Uh, Richard Cloward and Francis Fox Piven, they wrote a series of strategy papers starting back in the 60s, but one that in particular that they wrote in 1982 was all about voter laws. And all of their strategy papers basically go into how the system in America needs to be overwhelmed, overrun in order to break it down and transform it to uh, socialism slash communism. Now, their papers are fascinating to read because they, in all of their strategies, they basically say that part of the way to uh, condition people and also to achieve their goals is by getting uh, community organizers, mainly in uh, minority uh, uh, populations uh, amongst the poor, but also uh, people like Al Sharpton, civil rights leaders, and then combine that with a militant wing, like we've seen with uh, BLM and Antifa, in a way to overwhelm the system. So the voting portion of it was exactly what we're witnessing today, in fact, uh, in 1993, Bill Clinton, if you recall, he signed the Motor Voter uh, Bill, and Coward and Piven were at the White House for the signing. So it's all designed to create chaos. This is all total uh, intentionally being done. And finally, the Black community is rising up and understanding this, and they were very offended by what uh, Biden came out and said uh, with the Georgia uh, laws being passed uh, by Kemp uh, within the last week. But he said, basically, this is Jim Crow in the 21st century. And boy, did that raise uh, some eyebrows. So yeah, it's about time. They need to stand up more. Well, they always, without them. they always use the narrative. And again, Biden is the head of the, the, the Marxist clan there, the Ku Klux Marxist clan of the Democrat uh, uh, Socialist Communist Party of America. Um, you know, you just, you talk about these strategies a lot, uh, Kathy, which I love, uh, Saul Alinsky, Cloward and Piven, and you should come right down the line here. And, you know, you take a look at the last election, they threw everything in the kitchen sink at America to overwhelm the system, basically. And if you remember, and I've reported on this extensively with you all out there, and Kathy, you recall 
uh, Peter Navarro and the report, the amazing report he did, uh, the Immaculate Deception, as I re- it was called, as I recall. And he is the uh, was the trade advisor. Uh, he did this outside of his normal realm of responsibilities in the White House. But that was quite a report. But that told you how much they have. If you look at that whole lineup of items he had in there, Kathy, that's how much they wanted to overwhelm the system, right? That is absolutely correct. He was just on Steve Bannon's war room uh, on Saturday talking about all this this stuff that's going on there in Georgia. And yes, his three-part series paper that you're talking about yeah. is just incredible. You yeah. put that together with Mike Lindell's absolute proof. And it's hard not to accept this stuff as truth. Yeah. It's just not getting out there. By well, just- well, right. It's hard not to at least do a double gulp and say, wow, let's kind of look at this. Or, Kathy, let's get an audit done, right? Let's do an audit or something, which is really all the Republicans have been asking for. What is the truth? And if you have the truth in the light of day, then that's really what we're looking for here. If uh, I can say one other thing, because you pointed this out earlier as well, uh, about the uh, the dossier, you know, as you yeah. talked about before, yeah. um, that all this untruth was thrown on the American people. That uh, the uh, Russian collusion dossier was actually put out there, paid for, and put out by Perkins Coey. Remember the law yeah. firm? Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, from Hillary Clinton. Well, uh, Navarro said on Saturday on the War Room, mm-hmm. and I did not know this. Uh, that another uh, election law complaint filed by Stacey Abrams, uh, she has a nonprofit there in Georgia, apparently called the New Georgia Project. Uh, But at any rate, uh, Perkins Coey was behind the agreement in in Gwinnett County, I guess, one of these uh, consent uh, agreements that altered the, you know, all the procedures there before the election. I found that fascinating. Yeah. Well, it, what it tells me is they're all sleeping with each other, Kathy. Absolutely. I mean, and, and Perkins Goy is exactly, and I remember talking about that, uh, the, the firm. And, and th- this whole thing was a takedown, I guess, to the point of what we'd never seen before, which is why I bring up Peter Navarro. I'm glad you added to, I didn't know he was on the, uh, the war room or whatever, but that was good to know. Um, and Navarro did some amazing work, uh, that three-level report he did. I mean, we, we did some deep, deep, deep dives into that thing. And again, it's not propaganda. It's just looking for the truth. And what he did, if anything else, is pose a lot of questions in there. What if? How come? What happened? What about? I mean, just pose the questions. Where are the answers now? Find me the answers like dead people voting to the level of how many dead people were voting, right? Things like that. Or how many people voted voted multiple times? And in cases, there were more people that voted than were actually voters. I mean, things of that nature, they would be a, like, duh, I could have had a V8 moment, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, there, that, that's doesn't take, that doesn't take a lot to figure out. There were so many levels of voter fraud that Navarro had pointed out that you have to at least question what took place at the very least people. But at the same time, all of that said people, somehow they still pulled it off, which is mind blowing. They still pulled it off. And it's hard to fathom, really, truly, that they were able to pull it off. I mean, it was a complete takedown of our, uh, of our system, you know, uh, of, of, of our, uh, of our American way of doing business. It was a complete, complete takedown of all of it. And now when they're talking about audits in a lot of these states and cities and markets, they say, well, 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 what are you, what are you doing here? You people are right-wing lunatics. 
What do you want? We already did that inauguration. We're past that. As I said, when we started here, what happens if, well, then what you got to do is you got to get the, that giant sucking sound to reverse itself out of Washington, D.C. You know that, <laughs> you know, all the power shifts back again. The problem is, I mean, if Trump could have done it all over again, I would imagine he would have started throwing people out of the canoe earlier on. In hindsight, I'm going to suggest to you a lot of these government agencies that these little bureaucrats, these little midget bureaucrats that they are, these little Napoleons are running around and all that government agencies, you know, I mean, look, we can see all of those text feeds as we did with Page and Strzok, right? All these little bureaucrats who think they own the place, that think America's their bitch, you know? I mean, let's expose them people. But those are the people he should have thrown out. I know it's a hard job. It's easier said than done. I get it. I'm not trying to, you know, whatever. But I think of anything else, give him another shot at it. Oh my golly. Trump gets in there. And remember, you talked about draining the swamp. He'd have gotten with a blowtorch next time. <laughs> you see him blow. I mean, I'd start throwing those people the hell out the door. Take it out there. I'd taken a bus and I'd driven it right over and I'd take Gina, Gina Haspel. I'd take her the hell out of the CIA and stick her on the bus and get her out of there. FBI, the same thing. They're, they're, they're all corrupt. And all those levers of Comey, these are all Comey's buds. They all have each other's back. I, I'd have driven a bus right over from the White House. Really, I'd have, I'd have painted it with colors like the Pottridge family. You remember the Pottridge family? I'd have, I'd have painted that bus with all kinds of psychedelic colors, make, make the LGBTQ excited. I'd drive that bus right the hell over to those government agencies. I'd run, I'd get my people to get in there, pull them out of their office, get, get out of here, put them in the bus and drive them somewhere to a neighborhood to be named later somewhere. I don't know. It, it really is irritating how all these agencies have tried to take us out. I'm in a foul mood today, I have to share with you, my fellow Americans, so really a foul mood. You know, at some point, it just layers on a little too much. Anytime these things sort of tip over, you have to, like I said, you either laugh or cry, laugh or cry. I choose to laugh, you see? And then kick him in the ass on the other side once we go through the door. Well, that's my story, my fellow Americans, and I'm sticking to it. A big thank you, as always, for being on the journey here and spending the day with us. And uh, remember to visit us over at americaoutloud.com and listen to the great program here on the network as well. Share the good word and the stories. And again, the out loud truth, or at least your version of the truth, please be sure to share that out there to America. Remember, my friends, it's time to get involved and get loud. <laughs>